Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, episode 13. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Hey there, welcome. I'm always glad to have you and today is no different. Today, we're talking about a question that a friend of mine and I were talking about the other day and it was so juicy. I just wanted to bring it to the podcast and see what you think about it, get you thinking. On the surface... This question seems like it has a pretty obvious answer, but when we dug in a little bit deeper, we actually found that this question brought up topics that were really hard to reconcile. So I'm posing the question to you for you to define because it is essential to losing weight and living that healthy life now instead of living the healthy life in the future. So today I'm going to ask you, are you all in when it comes to your health? So my friend Tony and I were talking about if we truly were all in with our health. We both had the same mentor, Brooke Castillo, who's fantastic. And she says it all the time. <laughs> Just, are you all in? Are you all in on this? And the obvious answer would be yes, right? The, the people pleaser type A in me says, yes, I'm all in. Let's do this. We all want to heal our bodies from damage and disease and extra weight. How is this even a question? But then Tony and I started looking at what we're actually doing. We're not always present. Sometimes we just get that screw it mentality. And I know you know what I'm talking about. We all get this. I will never say that I don't eat cake. I've already talked about that. I will never tell you not to eat cake. Cake is necessary. So does it mean that I'm actually not all in? 100%? Maybe, maybe I'm more like 90%. In and like 10% taking a break? Is that okay? Does that actually mean that I'm not serious? Is it even helpful to have that mentality to think 10% break? It seriously made me think. Because I hear all the time about like cheat days. You hear that all the time. But the diet people who, who talk about those cheat days, they would absolutely say that cheat days are part of being all in. And I feel like I have to do a caveat. I am not into cheat days. I don't believe in cheat days. And it's not that I think that you should only eat what's super good for you all the time. It's my problem with it is that it's labeling. 
it as a cheat day. Like those actions that you're taking on cheat days are bad and they can be associated on some level with these negative feelings. And I don't feel like eating a cupcake should be a negative experience, (laughs) like ever. If we want a cupcake, if we want cheesy poofs, whatever, do it with pride. Don't do it as a cheat. Anyway, I just had to get that out because I don't want you thinking that I believe in cheat days. I'll probably talk more about that. Anyway, back to it, all in. What does it mean? Does it mean that you only do what feels good? Does it mean that you're not getting results unless it feels like a restriction, unless it feels like huge and daunting? So it turns out that this whole idea is way more loaded than I thought because for a really long time, I considered myself to be like 90% in because of cake and margaritas with friends and vacation and parties and the days where you're just so exhausted that all you can do at the end of your day is like order Thai takeout. It didn't feel good to be 100% all in because what that meant to me was being, you know, quote, good all the time, no slip ups. And I thought giving myself a little wiggle room was being kind. I thought that being all in was actually being really mean to myself. And to have that 10%, I was being relaxed about it. And I wasn't one of those militant diet people on the other, you know, on the one item diets that they have. (laughs) You You gotta love those, like the all diet, all protein, whatever. I thought that I was saving myself from the burnout that inevitably comes when you're being super strict. But after taking a deeper look, I was actually saving myself from success. Sometimes you're not ready for success. Sometimes there's a whole lot more attached to losing weight than just fitting into a smaller size. There's the question of what other people would think, how you have to show up differently in the world now that you're thin, how you have to not just lose it, but maintain it for people to take you seriously and not whisper behind your back. There can even be thoughts about losing friends and spouses once you've changed. There's a lot of real beliefs and fears attached to having success. All of these other thoughts that come with weight loss can really cloud our vision of how we approach weight loss. So for me, I had a lot of these thoughts attached to being 100% in on my health. And these thoughts were affecting how I felt about weight loss and it affected the actual steps I took. I wasn't going all in because I thought that was a bad thing. I thought that going all in meant that I was going to burn out really quickly and the crash was going to be worse than if I just steadily went like 90, 80% in. So after really finding all this out, I realized that there needed to be a much bigger breakdown of this term all in in order to know how to actually stay in integrity with myself and honor what I truly felt. Because a lot of the times when we're doing things out of fear, we're not doing what's called living in integrity with ourselves. We're living more like a lie because we are being pushed to do things that we don't necessarily want to do because we're afraid of something that's not necessarily happening. So we're believing a lie and we're acting on that lie. And our higher level selves know this and it doesn't feel good. I want to pose the question to you. What does going all in mean to you? Does it mean being by the book with everything? Does it mean maybe being in for like 80%? Is 80% good? Does it feel like you're still really dedicated by doing 80%? Is 80% sustainable? 
or do you tend to slide back into that 75, 70% sometimes? That's what was happening with me. When I was living 90%, I started to slide a little bit because I didn't have clear boundaries. I didn't have a clear perspective. Is it, is it more of a mental all in? Like, are you all in when it comes to paying attention to yourself, paying attention to what you're thinking, having that awareness of your mindset and that awareness of how you're feeling? Is that what all in means? Or is all in just what actions you're taking? Do you have that, you know, where the rubber meets the road kind of mentality, which I was having, which meant I don't care what I'm thinking. If I still eat that cake, that means I'm not in. So how are you defining all in? For me, it was 90%. That was my description. That was my definition of all in. It was, I was all in because I was 90%. It felt way too restrictive to be 100% in because I was defining it as being too militant, being 100%, too yuck. I was defining 100% in as being my actions that I took. And 100% in meant 100% of my actions were in line with what I wanted for my goal. And that was yucky. And you know me by now, right? Daily routines, besides things like brushing my teeth (laughs) and like maybe brushing my hair, they're not huge with me, right? I, I told a coach one time that telling me to sit down each morning and write pages of journaling is a sure way to get me to not do something. I'm just not down with that. I tend to more go with the flow. I go with what feels authentic. And I may do it for a while if it feels good, but then it's not necessarily every single day. I'm much more fluid than that in my actions. You might not be, and that's what might be completely okay with you. It really is what feels more natural. So where I found the discrepancy was that I was defining all in as being action-oriented. And if I didn't take that action 100% of the time, then I must not be all in, which is kind of mean. I was kind of being mean to myself, like, well, you must not be. So let's just move the definition, (laughs) right? I knew I wasn't going to take that action directly every single time I I did something. I knew I wasn't going to take action that directly led to weight loss. So I kind of gave myself a break. I opted out before I could fail. And I thought that was being kind to myself. The problem with defining going all in as taking all the right actions is that you're skipping over your mindset and you're leaving out all the thoughts that got you there in the first place. And all of those thoughts that got you there are not going to help you change. And when you're only looking at your actions, you're totally not even looking at those thoughts. So it turns out that that reprieve that I gave myself actually wasn't feeling good when I started looking at my actual thoughts and how they made me feel. But I had no idea until I really started defining what all in, all in meant and questioning what my strategy was and how effective it actually was. So now I'm 100% in. I'm 100% committed. So what changed? My definition of all in. When it was defined by the actions that I took, I developed this gotcha mentality. Like I said, I was pretty mean to myself. I would beat myself up and tell myself that I must not be serious, which was awful because of course I'm serious. Of course you're serious. Of course we're all serious. And taking an action that we consider a failure does not mean that we're not serious about it. But when you believe something that makes you feel awful, it's not a fact. It's a lie. And I thought it was a fact that I wasn't taking losing weight seriously 
when I was eating something that wasn't good or skipping a workout. But that wasn't a fact at all. I was beating myself up. I was lying to myself and giving myself ultimatums. And I know that was a lie because it felt horrible when I thought it. What feels more truthful is that all in means that I'm all in with with my awareness. There's no fogging out with food. There's no rebelling for evil. If I do eat a bagel or whatever, which bagels are not awesome for me, they taste awesome, but they're not awesome. I don't get mad. I don't threaten myself by saying that I'm not all in on my health. I'm aware of my choice and I find out why I made it. I have compassion and forgiveness for myself and I can move on with much more information than I had before. And that feels much better to me. And that feels like being all in. So there's a few reasons why people are hesitant to go all in with their health. Like I was hesitant to go all in. And it could be your health, it could be your diet, you could be working out, it can be whatever. There's some common reasons. The first one, fear of burnout. Just like with me, you're making it such a strict definition that you are projecting yourself down the road a little bit and saying, I'm not going to keep up with this. I'm going to fail. And so you're hesitant to go all in because you fear that burnout and what will happen afterwards. There's the fear of success. And again, this is the real thing. I've heard a lot of fears from people that I talk to about what's going to happen when you're successful. What are people going to think about you? How are people going to react? Is it going to be in a way that you don't want them to react? Another reason why people are hesitant to go all in is because of what they're making it mean to go all in. Does it make, do you make it mean that you will never have joy again when it comes to food? Do you make it mean that you can no longer have brunch with the girls because you're not going to want a Bloody Mary? Do you make it mean that you can't go out to eat anymore? Do you make it mean that you have to make two different meals every single day, one for you, one for your family, right? There's all sorts of things that we make something mean that make it not seem so attractive (laughs) and might make us a little hesitant to go all in. There could be a big fear of what other people are going to think when you go all in. Because a lot of times when you really want something and you have that big goal and you're taking these these steps to shift your mindset and really put yourself into the success mode, other people are going to notice. You can't really hide that. You can't really hide that you're no longer so interested in staying up until midnight and going out drinking. There can be a big fear of what other people are going to think. Oh, well, they think that I'm just, you know, I'm too good for them. Or they think that... I think what they're doing is bad because I'm choosing to do something different now. They think that I'm a completely different person, even though you might not be. There's a whole big fear that happens and that can only be bolstered because other people will react to what you're doing because other people are going to have thoughts about what you're thinking and they feel and they act based on those thoughts. And so it can be this huge cycle that makes you a little hesitant to even kick that whole thing off. And of course, there's the fear of failure. What if I try this and it doesn't work? What if I make all of these changes and nothing happens? And you can fold that into everything else, right? What if I make all of these changes and people think all these things about me, but then it doesn't stick? And what are they going to think about me now? And what if I make all these changes and nothing happens? Then what? Then what do I, it's like you're playing your whole hand 
And if you play your whole hand and that doesn't work, then where are you? Sometimes it's more comfortable to stay where you are and not play your entire hand because at least that way you always have it in the back of your head of, oh, okay, I still have this plan. What happens if you do that plan and you totally fail? What's next? There are real fears around failure. Another reason that I hear a lot about why people don't go all in or why people feel like they need cheats and things like that is because they don't have time. They don't realize that going all in on yourself and paying attention to other people like your family or your job isn't mutually exclusive, right? Actually going all in on yourself gives you more time to do what you want. I was just talking about this the other day with somebody. They were so afraid that they, they would totally ignore another loved one in their lives because they're looking at themselves. A lot of times people, people think that it's selfish, but what she realized was by going in on herself, it meant that she wasn't spending so much time doing things like eating out, taking time away from her loved one. So she realized that, wait a second, if I pay more attention to myself and I live in integrity with myself, I'm actually freeing up a lot of time to be there with this loved one, that it really meant a lot for her to be there with. So don't have enough time is huge. And another thing is don't have the energy. A lot of people think that they can't go all in because I just don't have the energy to go all in right now. There's so much going on in my life right now. There's so many things. I just don't have the energy. And what people don't realize at the end is that the energy is spent by beating up on themselves. The energy is spent by lying to themselves, by living from this place of fear. But this idea, you know what you want and you can't do anything to get there. Oh my God, that's the most exhausting feeling in the world. You can exhaust yourself just by sitting in a chair and and thinking about how you can't do something. And then the last way that I hear why people don't go all in or they're hesitant to go all in or they don't want to go right now, maybe later, is because they're confused. They're confused about what to do. And they're waiting for that plan of what to do. They're waiting for someone to tell them what to do. But remember, anything that you do has to be meaningful to you. And so even if you're waiting for someone to tell you what to do, that's not going to be meaningful enough for you to stick with it. But being confused or not knowing what to do can seem like a really innocent fact of why you're not going all in. How can you go all in if you don't know where to go? But the thing with that is that confusion is just another way to procrastinate. And just because you go all in doesn't mean you have all the answers. I still don't have all the answers because the answers change right? Your body changes, time changes, things change all the time. So it's got nothing to do with having that five-year plan of what you're going to do. Sometimes it's a plan for the next week, and then you're moving on from there. Here's the bottom line. There are a lot of reasons why we don't actually go all in on our health and our weight loss. The most dangerous reason being when we think we're all in, but we're not. Going all in means having your heart in it. It means making that decision to show up for yourself, either in the actions or in the awareness when the actions don't happen the way you want them to. Going all in means pledging to have your own back, being there for yourself even when the situation is ugly. It means having compassion 
and self-care, love, and paying attention to yourself like you're the most important person in your world. Because you are. Because without you, your world does not exist. I'm going to give you your action for the week in just a second. But first, if you want more information on going all in and you want help figuring out what all in means for you and maybe why you're not doing it, go to the show notes at andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP013. This week's action is simple. Take an inventory of how you're approaching your health. Are you all in? What does it mean to be all in? What does being all in look like to you? Does it feel good when you have your definition of all in? Does it feel like it's an authentic definition? Or do you feel like it's coming out of a little bit of fear of what someone else is going to think or what's going to happen if you fail or succeed? Do you count eating cake as being all in? Or do you count taking little vacations from being all in as being all in? (laughs) Be aware of where you are and question it. If you're not all in, why aren't you? Do you like your answers? I invite you to take your own deep dive into what it means to be invested in yourself and if you think you actually are. This kind of information is crucial. It is really important for you to know where you are right now and how you're actually thinking about it. Because a lot of times I have found you think you know, but you've never really asked yourself. And once you ask yourself, you might find that you're in a very different position from where you thought you were. And that's where you can make some really important changes to your mindset and to how you approach this health that you absolutely want. If you're not happy with your answers when you look at how invested you actually are in your health, the good news is that you don't have to stay there. I can help you and I invite you to join me in finding out how you can be authentically all in on your health. You start by going to the show notes at andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP013 for details on how to reach out. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.